welcome to episode 21 of the Inside Heater Podcast. We're not going to do an intro today because you already know what's going to be. Today is the last se- last day of the regular season. Four teams vying to two, two wildcard spots. There could easily have been tiebreakers for tomorrow. And the teams avoid it. Yankees and Red Sox win. So, entering today, if there was a four-way tie, Club A would host Club B, and Club C would host Club D. So for the Yankees, it would come to the choice of choosing between Boston or Toronto. The winners of those two games on Monday would face each other Tuesday in the AL wildcard game. Fun stuff. Yeah, thank God. Like, listen, I love me some chaos. Don't get it twisted. But like trying to keep track of that and like thinking like, okay, well, all right. So it would have been, I don't even want to try to spit it out because I'm probably going to get it wrong, but. Thankfully, thankfully, the Yankees won today, sealed that deal, and unfortunately, the Red Sox won today, also sealing that deal. So we will have an AL wild card game in Boston Tuesday night. Um, no tiebreaker. No tiebreaker. No one. No game one sixty three. But it was a uh, it was an adventurous game one sixty two for a lot of teams. Uh, you gotta feel bad for the Blue Jays though in this one, man. I feel bad for Seattle, man. I look. I feel bad for both teams, man. Yeah, but at least like Toronto won. Like Toronto gave like oh, gave themselves true, yeah. the best chance, you know. Like and especially too, I think it was either Friday. Yeah, I think it was Friday night's game. Uh, Seattle lost two to one, and it's like it's a very close ball game. That you know, going back, if they can go ahead and change their fortune on that, I mean, it changes their scenario today. So, um, yeah, I mean, they they put a hell of a run together, especially for being competitive up until the last day of the season. Same thing goes for the Blue Jays, but I, I just feel bad for the Jays. Just the team they had. Um, arguably, if you take Shohei Otani out of the league, you have two MVPs on that team. Um, it's missed the playoffs. I mean, this won't be their, like, they're not going away anytime soon, but um, it just seemed like a, a few weeks ago they had that magic that was going to get them into the playoffs. Yeah, because honestly, the Blue Jays are a better team than the Yankees. <laughs> Especially right now. Yeah. Blue Jays I are a better team. Yeah, I think the Blue Jays are better than the Yankees and the Red Sox. Maybe even more than the White Sox. What do you think? Yeah, well, the only thing with the White Sox is, like, when they're running on all cylinders, I'd probably take them. Like, if, if the guys on the you know who are living up to the name on the back of the jersey are playing up to their caliber, I think the White Sox do take that. But, I mean, the Jays have just, especially, like, the last couple of weeks, month or so, they've just been hot. And, you know, Vladdy damn near hits 50 home runs. Springer's been on a roll. Bichette's been on a roll. Marcus Singman's been on a roll. Like, I mean... They've got a lot of guys who are a lot of offensive firepower. And, I mean, hell, they probably have Cy Young winner on their team as well. So um, they would have definitely been a force to reckon with in the playoffs. So I, I bet Tampa's happy that, you know, Boston won or, you know, there's no chance for Toronto getting in there. I, I feel like Tampa probably feels pretty confident against either Boston or New York, but maybe Toronto probably gives them a run for their money. Yeah, I don't know. The Rays are just a tough team to beat. They whooped the Blue Jays before the Blue Jays went to go see the Yankees, and then the Yankees like took two out of three against the Blue Jays, which was exactly what they needed to do. And then the Rays obviously took two out of three against the Yankees too. So the Rays, man, they're going to... If my if the American... I think the Rays could go to the World Series again this season. There's a good, good I hope shot. not, man. I hope not. They've enjoyed enough success for like 10 years, all right? <laughs> they need to go back to being a mediocre 500 club, trading everybody that comes through. Like, I know they're going to be around for a while, and I'm just saying that as like a pessimistic Yankees fan, but 
I don't know. Uh, I also think that the little altercation between Wander Franco and Randy Rosarena might be a uh, tearing at the seams, you know? Yeah, what Wander did today is unacceptable at all. I mean, he's a 20-year-old rookie. Yes, he pretty much carried the Rays on this run for the past two months or so, but you can't do that. You cannot show up a player on your team, at least in front of the, in front of the like out in the field. You can do it exactly how Judge and Gardner did it with Glaber yesterday. When Glaber didn't run out of run out of ball, they confront him in the dugout. Obviously, there's still cameras that are going to see it, but at least you're not doing it on the field where people at the game can clearly see it. Whereas if we do in the dugout, then the only people that really see it at that time are probably going to be the cameraman, like the like the TV broadcast. Yeah, and, and like I mean, that's a ball like. Those plays like that, it, that kind of happened a couple times today with, you know, G-Man Choi and uh, I think it was Joey Wendell. Um, yeah. You know, and, like, those things happen. It's part of the game. You know, pop fly goes up. Two guys are going after it, especially in uh, Yankee Stadium today. I mean, it was a loud crowd. So, I mean, a lot of distractions are there. So, when something like that happens, I like, I, I understand where Wander's coming from. You know, obviously, if that's, that's a tough play for a shortstop to make out in damn near right field. And really ensure that's probably a Rosarena's ball to get. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you 100%, man. He's kind of the newer guy in that team. And re- granted, Randy Rosarena is not much. I think he's still considered a rookie, but I think there's a little bit more dirt under his spikes than Wander has, especially, you know, the postseason he put up last year. So for him to show him up like that, it's like, man, you know, I, I could be looking too deep into this, but is Wander Franco like an egomaniac and we just don't know it yet? Um, gotta give him some more time. I, I think it was just the heat of the moment at that point, but if there's another thing that happens with him, then I feel like we could consider him, like, one of those people, unfortunately. I mean, he chewed him out, though. That was not, like, a, like, a, like, I guess the heat of the moment, but, like, it's not like it was, like, a little bark, and then he, like, he went away, like, oh, shit, sorry. It was, like, a, it was, like, a continued, like, he kind of chewed him out there for a minute, so. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um. Let's go ahead and do the three-way tie possibility. Uh, for three-tied clubs, A, B, and C designations would be assigned based on the head-to-head records. In this example, the Red Sox have the season edge on both the Yankees and Marners, so they would choose A, B, or C first. The Yankees won a series over Seattle, so they would choose second. Marners would get whichever le- spot is left over. Okay, there's too much stuff happening here, and we already pretty much went, went over that. But <laughs> yeah, That's what I'm saying. Like, thank God it didn't happen, because I would just be like... I'd be losing my mind trying to figure out, okay, what time is the game? Who's playing what? Like, and especially for the Yankees band, you probably go with Cole in that game, but then you don't have him for the wild card game. Um, and the bullpen was already pretty much heavily used today. So it's like, you'd be working from a deficit there. And as would probably Seattle um, or Boston or whoever we have been playing. But yeah, thank God we're going to have a day off tomorrow. Give us a chance to recover from today. And yeah. uh, we'll get back after on Tuesday. Yeah, it'll just be interesting on Tuesday who's going to be available and who's not going to be available because they used a lot of their big guys later on. Especially, I mean, the Yankees specifically, they've been using a lot of their big guys um, for a lot of pitches today. And the Yankees typically try to rest their guys. And although, yes, it is the playoff, it is also, you got to go all in, even though it's a one-game playoff, even though it's like a one, one game. Because you cannot plan out, because you cannot plan past Tuesday's game at all. You've got sure. to stay in that moment. You've got to have everybody on deck, all hands on deck. Well, you know who didn't go today? Actually, two guys who didn't go today. 
uh, Severino and Herman. So you have those two arms who could probably get you maybe two or three innings apiece. So right. presumably, I imagine Cole's going to go to the wild card game. Uh, his last game was in Toronto on Wednesday, so that kind of lines him up for like a little bit of a long rest, which doesn't hurt him in any case. Um, so if he goes Tuesday, let's just say he gives you five. Five, and uh, then you hand the ball to Severino, who gets, you know, six, seven, and Herman for eight, or maybe, like, at that point, you probably just go to the bullpen. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I mean, there's seven innings right there, you know, and even if it's like a, kind of like a situation where we see today with Tyone, where it's like, you're, you know, you're going to keep a short leash on Cole. Um, you know, I, I agree, man. It's all hands on deck for that game. Um, but thankfully, I, I would say the long relief guys being Herman and Severino didn't get used today, so they will be available for Tuesday. That's, yeah, that, and also Michael King, too. Yes, good what, point. What I would, yeah, all the ink is needed is at least five innings from Garrett Cole, and that's it. That's all you need. And if you can't get you five, you still have a really good, like, good rested bullpen now for for that game and you got to play you we should not see julius rodriguez pitch we should not see okay maybe wandy peralta we do see but at some point just because of the matchup scenarios but boone boone's job is based off tuesday's game if they lose he's gone if they win he's still if if they win they still have the next series over Against the Rays. Yeah, I was gonna say he he could still be gone, depending how he manages that Rays series. Should they make it to there? Um, yeah, I don't. I, yeah, it, go ahead. Well, it's just it's gonna be a crazy night because, like, I mean, listen, man. I mean, Boston's still no joke. Like, obviously, they ended up with the same record as, as the Yankees. So, I mean, these are two pretty evenly matched teams. That I would say, like, if they play ten games, they might split them five even, like five apiece. So. I really like. I want to feel confident, especially get, like, going off the last series in Boston, where you know the Yankees swept the Red Sox. But who knows? You know, I, I don't think Judge is on that, or sorry, Stanton's on that tear that he was going into Fenway, um, that he was, you know, a week ago. So I hope for the best, but man, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a nervous couple of days. For sure. The thing that works with the Yankees though is that you have you have confidence because you've already pitched horribly against the Yankees last last time out. Uvalde will be pitching for the Red Sox because the Red Sox used Martin Perez today. They used Eduardo Rodriguez today. They used Nick Pivetta today. So Uvalde definitely gets the ball. Chris Hill today too, right? Yeah, Chris Hill pitched today too. So it's Uvalde versus Cole again. Uh, Uvalde last out against the Yankees. He pitched... Oh, never mind. I'm looking at Garrett Cole right now. But anyway, okay, so Garrett Cole's last out against the Red Sox. He went six innings, gave up three runs. And he didn't have his good stuff that day. And he still got gave the Yankees a chance to win. And they did win eventually. But yeah, so I think right now it falls in the hands of the Yankees favorably. Like if you look out on paper, just based off the pitching matchups and the fact that the Yankees pretty much have all their big guys ready to go. Because on, Sun, cause on Tuesday, the Red Sox don't have really like any of their starters ready to go in the, as a reliever after Uvalde. Watch the uh, Red Sox be up by one run in the ninth, and then out of the bullpen comes Chris Sale to close out the game. I would hate that, but I don't think they do that. <laughs> I hope they don't, bro. That's going to be terrible for us. I could rather see Stan, Stan striking out on a slider that's like in the other uh, <laughs> other batter's box. Yeah. Um, speaking of closing the games out, man, depending on matchup in the ninth inning, say the Yankees have the lead, do you go Devert when you... Do you go Chapman or Luizaga 
depending on the matchup. If it's Devers, yes. like so, we're talking like let's just say Bogarts, Devers, and Renfro. Yes. It's, okay. Uh oh, damn. Because let's let's face it, Chapman is not, <laughs> Chapman's not clutch in the playoffs, and there's a no, lot, he's there, not. There's a lot but, of history. Yeah, but Lawise is also not proven to be clutch in the playoffs either. So you have to take either chance. You're taking a chance with both of them. I and like. I'm leaning towards Chapman because there has been times like he's pitched in other playoff moments where granted he hasn't been clutch, but he's been able to get outs before the playoffs. You know, I think I think the the low points for him in the October uh, is often sort of like not gaslit, but like that's kind of what we remember him for. Because obviously like, the Rajay Davis home run, um, you know the the Jose Altuve home run, like he has a lot of moments where he has been poor at the playoffs in big moments. But I think I would trust Chapman. Over Lawizica in that situation, okay. um, being being that it is two righties though with uh, with Renfro and Bogars, I might go with Lawizica still. Okay, cool. So I didn't really give you a straight answer, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, based you make a good point. Based on veteran presence, and he's been in the postseason before. Chapman probably gets the ball, but in my opinion, Lawizica should should be the one doing it. But you know, they're gonna stick with the veteran for sure. Um, and then don't forget about the Max the Brassau home run too off of Chapman last season, last year. Yes. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> so that's good point. I, I forgot about that. Yeah. So that's three games where Chapman's really like giving up the game. Well, giving up the Inca season pretty much. All right. So if we're up by four, then yes, I bring in Chapman. If we're up by three or less, I bring in Lewiska. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you there. All right. So we were discussing about the Blue Jays and. Shout out to the Blue Jays, man. They get Vladimir Guerrero gets his 48th homer today in the game. It's George Springer hits two homers, including a grand slam. And like we were saying, I, yeah, we feel bad for the you feel bad for Jays. I feel bad for the Jays. An amazing run of a team for 91 wins, and you and I we counted them out this off this past off season. Well, at least I did. I think I'm not sure if you did or not, but I pretty much counted them out because based off their additions during the off season in terms of pitching wise. I saw no chance of them making the playoffs at all with their pitching. And then at first it was, looked like it was going to be a horrible season for them with how bad their pitching was. And then and then at the trade deadline, they get, um, who did he get? I'm trying to think. Oh, Barrios. Yeah, Bar- yeah, Barrios and all that. And yeah, and then they go on a run. Their bullpen becomes a lot better. And then they gave it a shot, man. Well, yeah, and, and I, I think going into this season – look at the acquisition of a guy like Robbie Ray, it's like, oh, okay, well, I guess that makes the pitch better, but I, I don't think anybody expects Robbie Ray to be the, the leading Cy Young candidate going into the last week of the season either. Um, and, I mean, to his credit, like, he got roughed up a little bit during the Yankee series, but I don't, like, if, if it comes down to him or Cole, I kind of still think Robbie Ray gets the Cy Young. Um, I think so, too. Just because, what's that? I think so, too. Yeah, I think there's going to be a... a uh, even the the numbers are pretty similar. Like I think after the Yankee start, uh, Rays ERA went up about three. Um, so, by, I think with the with the underdog mentality the Blue Jays have had all season, I think they still get. You know, I think they're gonna get some votes for Robbie Ray on that one. Um, but yeah, I mean the Blue Jays showed up today and they they were playing for that wild card spot. And I mean they showed up, they put up twelve runs. Um, you know they they were playing for that spot, and so. Unfortunately, just there wasn't an opportunity for him this year. But I imagine a team. This is going to be a team that we're not done seeing. We're going to see him for years to come in the playoffs. Um, 
And especially, man, if they make a big splash in the offseason or they try to keep Robbie Ray and, you know, they might have to let a guy like Simeon go. So maybe that's a guy, you know, you lose that production. But I, I'm still optimistic and high on Kevin Biggio. Um, so, yeah, man, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I could see the I could see the Blue Jays letting Simeon walk because either way, that offense is going to be fine. Yes, you're going to lo- lose a huge clubhouse guy in Simeon and a huge offensive force in, in Marcus. But right now, their need is more pitching. I mean, they already got pitching, but they need more. They need even more. They need another starter, uh, another guy that's going to give you innings. Like this, if you look at the offseason, man, they get Steven Matz, who had a horrible season with the Mets, and he's does not do well against. He's a he's a fly ball pitcher, and he does not do well against right-handed hitters. Yet he comes out and comes out, gave them a great season, 29 starts, 3.82 ERA, 14 wins. Like that move, I did not see it happening well for them at all. And then obviously Robbie Ray, we talked about him. Like I think they bring back Ray. They probably bring back Jose. Well, I think they have Jose for another two seasons. I think right. Uh, I believe. Ooh, I want to say it's another year. I think it was a year and a half when they got with the deadline, but I could be wrong on that. Yeah, it becomes a free agent in 2023, so they have him for another two seasons. Oh, perfect then. So, what do you think it's going to cost to get Robbie right back? Give me like a year and a number. Oof. Um, let's see. He's from Tennessee, so. Sorry, I'm trying to think competition-wise. Who, like, if he was from like the West Coast, and I could definitely see it getting very bad right there. Um, I want to say maybe. He's 30 years old. I would say probably four years, 80 mil. Really? See, bro, I, especially if he wins the Cy Young, man, I almost see him getting like a Zach Wheeler type of deal where it's like the five-year 125 piece. It's probably long. He'll be pitching into his 35s. Um, but I don't know, man. Like, I think, you know, it's kind of like there was always that saying where it's like, well, what have you done for me recently? And it's like, well, that guy just went out there and pitched his ass off for the entire season and won you a Cy Young. So that's what he's done for you recently. Game you pitched you guys into the playoffs. So, you know, I, I almost see like a Zach Wheeler type deal, although two very different pitchers. Um, you know, I think Ray could still command that kind of money, especially coming off a Cy Young year. Uh, and, you know, it doesn't seem like, like he'll be headlining the free agent class of pitchers. And I don't really, I can't, off the top of my head, I can't think of who's, Sure, next sure. after that besides Scherzer but uh, you know it, it's a slim chance Scherzer goes to Toronto especially with that West Coast bias that he has so you know that might drive up his price for the Blue Jays to try to keep him um, you know especially because if they don't keep him now you're losing a Cy Young winner in that rotation so it's almost like a, a need they don't they need to make that move out of necessity as opposed to you know trying to get better yeah I think they keep him for sure and they have the money too um, the only thing that could hurt is the fact that the Dodgers would probably, it does not look good for Clayton Kershaw. So the only thing that could happen is getting in a bidding war with the Dodgers. And there, I don't see Scherzer leaving the Dodgers either, especially if, Trevor, no. especially how the Bauer situation turns out. Cause I feel like Bauer's probably gonna get his contract voided. Um, if that's possible. And then, yeah, they would just have to find another guy to go, to go right on in there. If yeah, Kershaw, I agree. If Kershaw's going to be out next season. Is that what they're saying? Like, I just—I saw you got hurt again. I know I figured it'd be out all the postseason, but that would be saying potentially the entire year next year as well. Well, I don't want to speculate or anything, but they did say something about a forearm strain or something for Kershaw. But yeah, he's—he's he's offered a playoffs for sure. Jeez. Yeah. Well, dead in the armor for the Dodgers. 
yeah, forearm issue. Yeah, it's crazy too. It's like they uh, they lose probably the best left left handed pitcher of our generation, but they also have like two Cy Young candidates still <laughs> in the rotation. Yeah, Max Scherzer and Walker Bueller. And Urias, hell, won 20 games. I mean, like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, so let's talk on that right there. The Dodgers, probably the greatest wildcard team in history. <laughs> mainly, because the Gi- yep, mainly because the Giants decided to come out of nowhere and take the division, which is what everybody predicted at the beginning of the season. <laughs> Yo, 100%. I, th- I think if you weren't picking the Giants, you were crazy. <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. But, yeah, you know, shout out to the Giants, though, because, like, We've kind of talked about this before, but like I think the entire season, myself included, you're kind of waiting for the the Giants to just kind of like for the air run out of their sail and then to just lose that division and kind of you know fall back into the mediocrity we kind of expect them to be. Then they go out, they make the big acquisition of getting Chris Bryant. Um, the pitching has been phenomenal this year, and they just keep winning ball games. And you know what? They I mean the Dodgers were on their tail literally until the last day of the season, and they held them off. So. Kudos to the Giants. I'm excited to see them in October again. Excited to see what they can do uh, in a division series and not just a wild card game. Um, I mean, this is a team that can be pretty scary. I mean, they've shown they're the best team in baseball all year. So, I mean, why stop now, you know? Yeah, it's the first time since 2012 that a different team wins a division in the National League West. Nine years straight, well, eight years straight for the for the Dodgers. And the last team to do that was the Giants in 2012. And uh, how did they uh, how did they do in that 2012 uh, playoffs? They're pretty good, right? Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just won a World Series. I think did they, didn't they sweep Detroit? Yeah, they swept Detroit. Yeah, they won on the road. It sucks. Because... And they uh, hit three bombs. Game one. It sucks because the Giants only win on win the World Series on the road. They haven't won one at home yet. <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe this is the year. It's a uh, it's a new century. Instead of being odd or uh, even years, it's now going to be odd years yeah. for the Giants. So they're going to win at twenty one, yeah. twenty three, dec- and twenty five. New decade. <laughs> yep. The do- listen, those Giants are not playing around anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, you know, the Giants also with today's win clinched home field advantage for the rest of the postseason. Um, through the National League Central, through the NLCS. World Series really depends on who makes it there, and well, yeah. I think they have the World Series too, right? Because there's nobody else with 106 wins. Or oh yeah, yeah, third World Series, you're right. Yeah, man, dude, that's what I'm saying. They're like dominant, and not like, and not just to the extent where it's like, I mean, they, to me, they play in a pretty tough division. Obviously, the second place team is going to win 106 games or 107. I mean, like, that's really good. So, um, to be yeah, fair. shout out to the Giants. Yeah, and then now, San Diego, you got to wonder what's next for them, man. Like, well, they already fired Jace Tingler, so, I mean, that's... Yeah. about to change real quick. Yeah, and at some point, I don't know where I read this from, but they're gonna, they might look into trading Man Machado to get rid of some, some salary relief and stuff like that. That's... What? I don't know where I read it, but, yeah. Let me, let me find it. Dang. I think I, I think like, I think it's just a writer speculating, but okay. What do you think about that? Do you think they would do that, or like, what, what would you put the percentages on that happening? Ten percent. Ten percent. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I don't think either. Like, I think they see him as kind of a piece to build around. Um, hell, if they're gonna trade him, you might as well trade Tatis and just start the whole thing over. You know, <laughs> like, 
No, I don't think that. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's crazy. Yeah, I hope they don't, because if anything, like I said, they need to build on to it. And, you know, pitching was kind of their issue, too. They're getting a guy like Clevenger back. Granted, you don't know what he's going to be like, but, I mean, that's a quality right-hand arm. So, um, and you know what? Let's be honest, man. If that Bowers contract gets voided, I, I wouldn't be shocked if the Padres picked up a flyer on Trevor Bauer. Ooh, that would not be a good look. I think it's not a good look. They want some ball games, don't they? <laughs> nah, I don't. I don't think they would do that. I, I think that's. Too, really? I think that's. I think Bauer's done. Unless unless he returns back to the Dodgers, I think Bauer's done. MLB, and really? Yeah, I don't. I don't see what team would take on that. That um, garbage, I guess. Not not garbage. Monk, I don't know. Well, like the baggage he brings along with baggage. him, but I mean, baggage, yeah, for, for the right price, need. I mean, the Yankees did it with Chapman. They've they've done it with Herman. Granted, this is a little bit different, but I mean, if you're a Padres team that needs some pitching, let's just say you can get Trevor Bauer, not for league minimum. That's kind of unrealistic, but maybe you get him for one year, ten million dollars. You're not going to do that. I don't think they would get a league minimum. I think I think they can't give him. Really? I don't think they can. No, I, I said no. My, let me correct myself. Um, I think. They can only give them league minimum. That's what I was trying oh, to say. Oh, that's yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because get... yeah, he's probably still going to have to get paid by the Dodgers a little bit, at least. True. Like Good Kind point, of like kind of like how the Dodgers pretty much just are paying a minimum for Albert Pools right now because the Angels released him of his duties, of his contract. Well, that's how it was with uh, with Tulewitzki, too, and the Yankees got him. Yeah, Tulewitzki and then I think Odor, the same, same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, you, you wouldn't take on Trevor Bauer for five hundred and fifty grand. Okay, as a baseball fan, <laughs> as a baseball fan, I can see somebody taking him. As a Yankee fan, I hope I don't see the Yankees doing it. That's too much baggage. No, yeah, no, not I, they got Chapman and Herman to kind of you know to <laughs> divvy up the domestic violence around. Yeah. All right, let's get off this topic. Moving <laughs> <laughs> on. How about we go to St. Louis? The Cardinals, they... Dude, dude. Go ahead. I'm just going to say, man, they could totally knock the Dodgers out in that wild card game. Like, that's going to be a heavyweight match that I think is going to be probably one of the more exciting wild card games I've seen recently. Yeah, dude, these wild card games are going to be insanely good, man. Yankees, Red Sox, and then Dodgers and Cardinals. The only thing that is not working in favor of the Cardinals is that Kershaw won't be starting for the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is weird to say, but it's true, because the Cardinals pretty much own Kershaw in the playoffs. Yeah, but this is also a Cardinals team that's like, I mean, red hot. So, oh, yeah. That's uh, all, yeah. You know, even, if you, even if you threw Scherzer out there, Scherzer's gotten roughed up in a wild card game before, you know, with the, the 19 one with the Nationals. I mean, he got lit up kind of early. But, you know, settled down as the game went on, but still, um, I mean, you, you tack up a couple of runs, and I think, you know, this, I mean, the Dodgers could win 106 games and be a first-round exit in the wild card game. That'd be crazy. I would not mind it, though. No, no, not at all. Let's see. Scherzer this season against the Cardinals on September 6th. He went eight innings, zero runs, 13 strikeouts. On April 21st, he went six innings, um, nine strikeouts. The most runs he's given up in the start against the, the Cardinals was on September 18, 2019, and 
May 27, 2016, which is five runs. And five runs is nothing for the Dodgers offense. Yeah. Yeah. But same oh, time. I just got an update. Uh, Dodgers first baseman Max Muncy is very unlikely to play in a wild card game, nor the NLDS if they advance due to today's elbow injury. So that's oh. a blow for the, uh, for the Dodgers. Did you see that video? Dude, that was, yeah, it was a little rough. It was brutal. And I don't, like, I, I know they're chasing down, or they're trying to chase down the Giants, but uh, part of me is like, why don't you just rest him? Like, why don't you, like, you've already got a playoff spot secured. I know you're a game back, and sure you went to the division, but worst case, like, the best case scenario, you're playing an extra game tomorrow. Why not concede the division and load up for that wild card game? Rest the starters, do what you gotta do. Like, I, I, like I said, I understand the competitive aspect of it. You want that division. At some, but like now you're going into the wild card game down, uh, you know, Kershaw. And that's I mean prior to this, of course. But now you're down one of the best hitters on the team. I just, I just think they, because for a wild card game you have all hands on deck, and that does not set you up well for the division series. So I think that's why they probably just kept on going, trying to win that division. So that's part of the reason why. Pretty much like well, like I said. I can't knock them for it, but like... Yeah. Yeah. But, and then they would also have home field advantage throughout the entire World Series, through the World Series, if, if they were to make it that far too, if they had won and Giants had lost. Yeah, but now they're going to go through the entire, potentially the entire playoffs without Muncy. That's true. But it was just a freaky play though. Austin Barnes threw it right into the back of the runner in Mount Muncy. That's a dangerous play for any first baseman. Yeah, sure. It's like, that's like one of the Worst first baseman's worst nightmares. I don't remember. There was a guy that I got hurt really badly, and like it snapped his wrist backwards, and he was out for the rest of the season. I can't remember who it was, but um. Anyway, speaking of like freak injuries, how about Gio Urshela today, man? That was insane catch he did. A hundred. He was he ran a hundred and twenty six feet, twenty seven point three seconds a foot. Jeez. And he ran right into the dugout. What was your... like? I mean, we're talking full speed, like just nothing to stop him except for the back of the dugout wall. Yeah, because on a shift, he was running a lot. He was like the only person I could make that play. If there was not a shift, the third baseman would have had that. But since there was a shift, he had to run extremely far, the hardest I've ever seen him run. And there was no avoiding what he did. At all, because there's controversy on whether Cheater could have avoided jumping into stands and whatnot. This one, you can for sure, you can anybody, could, everybody would agree, agree that there was no avoiding what he, what happened to him. Well, and even with the G one and this one today, like I, I think people need to kind of understand, like when you're running full speed, you can't just slam on the brakes and stop where you're going. Like it's just not possible. So, you know, in this case, I mean, you're going all out to make a catch. You're trying to send your team to the playoffs. I mean. You know, it's all on the line right here, and every out is as crucial as it gets. So for him going all out, you know, full speed ahead, you just you can't stop once you make that play. And unfortunately for him, it was like there's no railing there. And uh, also, one funny thing I wanted to point out, when Angel Hernandez had to go make the call, he kind of flipped <laughs> over the, the dugout fence as well. Classic. Um, so love that. But, yeah, no, great play by Rochella. Um 
I think that really kind of gives the Yankees a ton of momentum. And the fact that, that oh my God, he stayed in the game. Are you kidding me? Like, what? <laughs> like, I, I thought as soon as he went there, I'm like, yeah, he's dead. He's just, that's, that's he's out for the playoffs. He's out. Like, we might not see Geo. Like, because I mean, you got to think, man, that's like, as soon as you get past the dugout steps, it's three steps down, and there's like, there's like composite wooden benches. There's the bench against the back part of the wall. Like, there's not there's not many things that are gonna give you a soft landing once you go in there, and the the likelihood that you you know misstep or you, you hit your arm funny, you land funny on your wrist, you know, you twist an ankle. I mean, anything could have gone wrong, and like we even saw he was limping, and uh, once he miraculously got back out there. So, I mean, the fact that he's not more hurt than he actually than he is right now is just unbelievable. Yeah, I'm so glad they won because. For, that's all. That's I think Urshela get like doing that, making that play, really sparked the fire in the Yankees to want to win the game, and they should have been wanting to win a game the entire time. But uh, and then he, yeah, you were right. He was he goes out there, and Judge overthrew a ball and he jumped for it. And he starts limping. I was like, oh crap, they're gonna take him out now. And then he comes up to a bat, hits a nice, yeah. hits a nice. Nice ball out to the shortstop. Shortstop makes a good play. Wander Franco and throws him out of first base. Um, anybody else running, he would have been safe. But with him being hurt, he wasn't going to make it there. But man, dude, he, he hit that ball really solidly too. And it also does not help that he was running into an opposing team's dugout too. Um, so like an opposing team's not going to really help you too much at all, I don't think. Especially with the hatred that's between the Rays and the Yankees. Like, yeah, no, if you're coming in, uh, you're going to go in. Yeah. You know, typically, like you were saying, if you're going to your, if your home team's dugout, they might try to stop you. But even then, man, for how hard he was coming in, like, I don't know what you really could do, even if he is going into your dugout, you know? That's true. Yeah, because then everybody just falls backwards. Yeah. But yeah, so with Urshela, Aaron Boone says this is from Marley Rivera from ESPN. She says that Urshela's doing all right. It scared me to death not knowing what you're going to see. I know he has a really good bruise on his thigh. Scary play, but a great play. A guy who wanted to go win. Um, Boone does not seem concerned about his availability for the wild card game, which is nice. Yeah, I, I assume something like win. I guess you put in Vasquez uh, at short and hope for the best, you know? Do you think the Yankees could put Geo at DH, put Squid Andrew Vasquez at shortstop, put Giancarlo in left? Judge and center? No. Gal- no. Uh, John- yeah, Giancarlo in left, Gallo in, s- in right, and Judge and center. Do you do that? Against Uvalde? Yeah. I mean, dude, like you said, all hands on deck. All three of those guys need to be playing. Um, and you need Rizzo in there as well as a left-handed bat to kind of do it the lineup. So I, I say you sit void, maybe pinch him late in the game. But yeah, I think if you're going to. Well. I don't know, because you, now you have to kind of weigh your options of like, okay, who's the best available at DH? Is that going to be Voight, or is that going to be Geo? Um, Voight's out for the season. Oh, you're right. Oh, yeah, I forgot he hurt his knee. Yeah. Yeah, whoops. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, Geo it is. Yeah, uh, Yeah, because honestly, man, I, I like having Odor in the lineup, too. So if you put Vasquez at uh, at short, Glaber at second, Odor at third, um, I think it's a good way you can kind of you know diversify the lineup up a little bit. Um, and you keep Geo in there as well. And like you said, even after he had that this scary play into the dugout, he made hard contact. So if that's a, a, a quality bat you can keep in the lineup, I say go for it. Yeah, because I don't see... Because 
At the same time, you have Gardner that's also left-handed, and the Yankees really like having the lefties in there. But right now, Urshela at DH, and then having Velasquez at short, I feel like it's a lot better option than having Giancarlo DH and Gardner in left field. Because I think Urshela at DH is a lot better than Gardner playing the outfield. Well, not playing the outfield, yeah. but like kidding, I mean, was. Well, and hell, if you really want a lefty in there, bro, like I, I wouldn't even hate if they put uh, Wade at short over Vasquez. I think they do ask us before they do Wade. Because I, I think you need I to have Wade. Like... Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, it's <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think they like having Wade as that pinch running option they can bring off the bench. Right. That's what I was thinking. So, yeah, that's a good point. Good point. Yeah, I'm looking at the statistics for Gardner against Uvalde. Eight at-bats in 2018, three at-bats in 2019. Did not face Uvalde in 2021, surprisingly. That's really and how many hits? Uh, two hits out of 11 at-bats. Yeah, it's not good enough to keep him in there. Like, listen, I love me some Brett Gardner, but I don't think there's any reason he should be playing as consistently as he does. For sure, man. Oh, actually, never mind. I'm looking at something else right now, actually. I found a different website called oh, it's Roto-Wire. 28 at-bats. Ooh, this is even worse. 28 at-bats, 5 hits. Yeah, just, just no. 179 just no. average. And then, obviously, I don't think Squid has faced him yet. Yeah, he has a face. Give that kid a shot, man. Give him a shot to play in October. And then Gallo's one for seven off of him. All right, I'm going to quit looking at this. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, there's nothing I don't think is going to be encouraging about that, but um, oh. let's just hope that Stan can kind of just hit three bombs, driving 10, and <laughs> we'll win 10 nothing. That's it. This hurts. You ready to hear it? Yeah. LeMahieu's 12 for 37 off of, off of Uvalde, which is a 324 bat average with one home run, three ribbies. Oh, perfect. Well, I'm, I'm glad he's playing Tuesday. He, he's hurt, too. He was playing the yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> he's <turned> sarcastic. Oh. <laughs> he's playing off for the postseason, too, man. Like, that's... Jeez. That's going to be a big blow. So, yeah, Squid, time to step up, big man. All right, I'm going to quit looking at these statistics. <laughs> yeah, DJ was the first thing popped up on there, so I was like, okay, I guess I have to talk about this now. Yeah, that, that's a big loss right there. Even though he hasn't been like the DJ LeMahieu of of regular, he's still like a, a presence leading off the game every day. But to be fair, Glaber has played much better since trans- transitioning over to second. Um, so, yeah, yesterday was a huge, horrible day for Glaber yesterday. Yeah, he kicked yeah. he kicked the ball towards the right field, and then he also. Did not run out a pass ball. Yes, it was like 12 to something at that time, but like you still got to do that, man. And then, like we were talking about Gardner and Judge, like talked to him in the dugout. But he he did well today, you know. He got that game saving catch, well, play it at second base today. That would score two yeah, runs. Yeah, he got the another door that got the base hit tonight. Oh, yeah, no door coming in clutch again. <laughs> Dude, he's been sneaky good. I mean, really sneaky good. Yeah, I mean, he's batting. De- good. Well, he plays a decent third base, or at least a serviceable job. Um, and, yeah, I mean, when when he's hot, he's hot. And he can definitely kind of get the swagger and the team going. Like, I, one thing I noticed about him that they kind of talk about in the broadcast a lot was, like, even when those times where he's not starting and he maybe pinch hits, maybe doesn't even play, he's always, like, the first guy out after a big moment, after a big hit. Um, like he's such a team player that I really respect that about him. 
Yeah, and then today, during today's uh, celebration with the champagne, he's he started dancing around with the Broxy in his in his hand. It was hilarious. <laughs> the video was hilarious. <laughs> I love these videos, man. Every year, like when we get the chance to get the the champagne going, it's like ah, oh, fun sight. Yeah. yeah, with with Odor too. He's biting like yeah. I think he with that hit. I think he got right at two hundred. But a lot of those hits were big hits. And you're yeah, right. Big you're bombs. right. And you're right. He's a big clubhouse guy. He definitely gives another energy to the team. He's pretty much. I don't know how to compare him though, because Swisher was actually productive. It's, well, I mean, like had more. <laughs> I mean, Swisher had more like better stats than Odor. I mean, Odor is productive, but not like he made his hits counts. In other words. Yeah. Well, I mean, it could be like a Johnny Gomes esque for like the 2015 Royals. That's true. Where yeah, Johnny will, Gomes. I guess it'll be more. He'll play more of a pivotal, pivotal role in this team. But um, I mean, you need guys that can kind of lighten it up for the clubhouse, and and you know, guys that can get the spark going, um, bring a lot of energy to the team. And I, I think Odor is one of those guys. Yeah. All right. And then speaking with energy of the team, let's talk about the Seattle Mariners. Oh, heartbreaking. Dude, that call yesterday from from the broadcaster of Seattle, Dave Sims, when Mitch Haniger hit that game-winning hit. Well, go-ahead hit, I guess you would call that. But, man, that gave me chills, man. Yeah. This, The beginning of the season was complete garbage for Seattle. The old CEO of Seattle Mariners, Kevin Mathers, comes out and pretty much admits that, oh, we're going to keep Kalenic down in minors because... You know, we're not going to start his, his uh, service clock yet because there's no reason to because we're not going to win for a while. Fast forward to now, end of the season, they were winning and barely made it. And like you were saying earlier, if they had just won that 2-1 to one game, we'd be having a different conversation now. Yeah, man. And, and it sucks because, like, I mean, we've, I mean, at least in my lifetime, they've, the last time they made the playoffs, I was, like, in diapers. You know, and so they were so close to to getting back to October. Um, I mean, just literally a game out. And so it sucks to see that, especially too, like if they maybe have a better start at the beginning of the season, maybe a guy like uh, Kalanick. I know he got called up pretty early, but let's just say he gets called up for opening day. Um, you don't know what the, the butterfly effect of that is. And so it sucks seeing them get so close. It was, it was cool seeing that stadium just get packed and get behind their team, like, for the first time in my lifetime, it seems like. Um, like, they were just, it seemed like that place was, like, sold out, and they were getting loud, they were rocking. Like, I mean, they wanted to they wanted to get that team in the playoffs. You had the believe signs, and, like, it would have been just such a crazy, crazy story. And honestly, man, like, I know this is probably unrealistic, but I think if they sneak into the playoffs, I mean, you get hot at the right times and you never know what can happen. Like we saw with the 2019 nationals. I, I don't think anybody expected them to win the world series that year. And they just went on a tear and beat everybody. So, you know, all it takes is getting in there and the, the rest will kind of play out. So uh, that could have very likely happened for the Mariners, but unfortunately not this season. Um, but I think it definitely gives them something to look forward to next season, knowing that they have some talent on their team that can compete for a playoff spot. Yeah. And this season forces the hands of the, Mariners front office, um, they definitely have to invest their money into the team now because they've already proven that, hey, we're ready to win. Just give us the pieces we need to win, which is a lot earlier than I'm sure the shareholders of the Seattle Mariners were hoping for. Because like, that CEO guy really 
really did not set the set the table well for them Seattle to um, for the long term at all because now they kind of have to invest their money into the team now that they won all this. And Jerry Depoto, man, he did great, man. Like he retooled this, he signed all these guys, all these big free agents, and they didn't pan out. Robbie Cano, Nelson Cruz, um, Kikuchi until this season wasn't really panning out that well. And I'm missing a couple other guys, but then he was able to retool them. This team, if you look on paper, this team, you might be thinking, like, how the heck are these guys, are the Seattle Marlins winning right now? But overall, the pieces that Depoto was able to bring on really helped them win. And, you know, they now they need to get the money and just invest in the team now. And, and like, it's just crazy, man. It's like, I don't think there's, like, first of all, I think they need to bring back Kyle Seeger. Um, Same. You know, he's been such a he's a, key, a key piece of that team. Had a great year this year. I think he had like 35 bombs, showed 100. So, I mean, quality season right there. You might as well bring him back just to kind of keep that culture intact. But, yeah, I mean, they need to make a big splash, whether it's a trade, whether it's a free agent signing. I mean, they need to show that competitive baseball in Seattle is here and it's not going anywhere. Because, I mean, in all honesty, man, the Astros weren't exactly, like, dominant, I don't think. I think they... They kind of took advantage of a weaker division. Uh, I, don't, I don't think Oakland was as good as people thought or people were expecting them to be. Um, like it's it's a very winnable division, um, and especially if Houston loses Carlos Correa, no telling where that ends up going for the Mariners. So if you're the Mariners, now's your chance. The window's open. Go out there, make some moves, get your butt in the playoffs next year. Couldn't agree more, man. Yeah, Athletics weren't as good as they as people were thinking they were going to be. Houston, they still had good pieces there, but they still weren't as good as they were They were capable of being. And man, probably because at the beginning of the season, you know, they had to deal with the rowdy crowds and whatnot and just constant, constantly being hammered for good reasons. Um, and then afterwards, as the season went along, they started getting like hot and pretty much. But yeah, it's definitely, yeah, Seattle, they need to invest money in that team now. And those fans, now that the guys got a got a feel for what the fans can be, they're gonna want that even more. They're they're gonna want they're gonna want their front office to invest the money. And with Kyle Seeger, you know, they have to bring him back. The old CEO Kevin Mathers pretty much admitted that he's not gonna be back this after the season. And then he goes out, and like you were saying, 35 homers and whatnot. He, they need to bring him back. Well, and especially with a young team now that, that's starting to scratch the surface of competing, there's a clubhouse culture that only Kyle Seager knows because he's been there for so long. So if, you, if there's no better guy to lead that team to the playoffs other than Seager. And, I mean, he's still a very productive player, so it's not like you know, you're know you paying this guy to, I don't know, eat up a roster spot. I mean, he's going to go out there, he's going to put up numbers. So, hell, bring him back. Yeah, yeah, he can be the Red Gardner of the Seattle Mariners. <laughs> Yeah, literally. Except <laughs> actually productive. <laughs> Pretty much. All right, so another big guy that MLB might be losing is Ryan Zimmerman. Well, Kyle Seager is still probably in the plane, but Ryan Zimmerman's probably done after this season, especially after how today's game went against the Red Sox, where they would they took him out, they let him go on the field by himself, give him the same ovation. Red Sox and the Nationals team come out of their dugouts to give him an ovation, and yeah. Today is probably the last day for Ryan Zimmerman. So shout out to him. Yeah, I mean, Mr. National, you know, 
guy who's been a key part of that franchise was a part of their first World Series championship. Um, part of those really dominant teams that seemingly made the playoffs every year with like Bryce Harper. Like I don't think Bryce Harper has the, as good of a career in Washington without Ryan Zimmerman being there and kind of you know being the leader for that team. Um, so yeah, huge huge shout out to Ryan Zimmerman. It's gonna be weird not seeing him in national uniform anymore. And like you know, there I guess the, the torch has been passed to Juan Soto, but. They got to keep Soto long-term if he's going to be the next Mr. National. Yeah, Ryan Zimmerman was the first player drafted after the Expos moved to Washington, and he was there through the really down seasons of the Nationals until they started coming up after Jason Wirth signed with them. And yeah, when Bryce Harper came on the scene, and then he was there throughout throughout their ups and downs of the Nationals. And he's going to be missed by the, the clubhouse and that team. And the general manager pretty much already said that if he wants to play next season, he's he's going to be able to play with us. But I think Zimmerman's ready to just head out now. I don't. I think he's. I think he's done already. Well, and from a career perspective, like you won the World Series, and I, I think for any player, that's kind of the dream right there. It's like once you win the World Series, it's like man, what else? Not what else is there, but like you know, I mean, you don't. It doesn't really get much better than that. So I think you know, if if today is the last day we see Ryan Zimmerman play. Uh, it's been a hell of a career, you know. I, is it a Hall of Fame career? Probably not. But no. um, just he's been a great ambassador for that team, and will be dearly missed by the fans in DC. Yeah, now it's time for him to go home and just be with the family now, because he's not to say he's not productive. He couldn't be productive next season or not, or not. But I'm just saying, like the Nationals aren't going to go anywhere next season, so Zimmerman's just probably going to just go ahead and head out, you know. He already said his goodbyes and just goes home and spends time with his three children. Yeah, so tip of the cap, Mr. National. Wish they could have won the game today. Um, that would have been really helpful, of course. <laughs> but, you know, that's out of his control to a degree. So, Yeah, pretty much, man. All right, so is there anything else we got to hit on? Oh, yeah, Otani also hit his 47th home run this, of, the season, of the season today. So he finished. Boom. MVP. He finished. Yeah, Otani wins MVP. Vladdy barely misses out. And yeah. Anything else, man? Now, oh, go uh, ahead. Let's get, let's get our wild card predictions in because I, I think by the time we record the next episode, we'll probably pass the wild card series. Um, probably a good chunk all the way to the division series. So let's go ahead and get these wild card predictions out now. Okay, so alert just came in. JD Martinez. Alex Core is unsure if he'll be able to play on Tuesday. After leaving the game with a twisted ankle today, Ooh. so even if he does play, he's probably it's a, it's a wounded duck out there. Let's be honest. Um, so he's not going to be a full strength even if he does play. So considering that, what do you think is the score prediction for Yankees Red Sox? Six, two, five. Ooh, nail biter. I want to say Yankees, but I'm just, I'm just gonna say with the, let's go with the Yankees because I do want to go to Friday's game. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I, I want that for you now. It's like okay, now we have a chance. You know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I respect that. Yeah. I want to say I'm gonna go four to one, Yankees. Right. I think Cole's gonna go out there and shove, and he's gonna get up one run. You know, with the bullpen, like I think. I think this is where Boston kind of is like they 
putter to the last, like to to defeat. Like I don't think I think they're running out of gas. You know, I know they had a big comeback today against the Nationals, but um, yeah, I'm gonna go four one Yankees. Four one Yankees. Okay. The reason why I'm going six five is because I feel like Cole lately has not been his A game, especially since that hamstring thing popped up on him. And I think what's gonna happen, he's gonna go up three runs, but then, and the Yankees are gonna be down by one, or gonna be down three to one, and then the bullpen, it's gonna give up two runs for the Yankees, but then the Yankees come back and beat the Red Sox bullpen. I hope so. I hope so, man. I am not. I, I this happened in 2015, and it always stresses me out whenever we play in the wild card game. It seems like we only play in the wild card game. Very rarely do we ever win the division. But um, yeah, I I just can't. I hate losing in the wild card game. There's, it feels like you just wasted an entire season just to give it up in one game. So I need us to win on on Tuesday. Would you rather lose to the Red Sox or the Rays? The Rays, because at least if we lose to the Rays, even if it's a three-game sweep, that like clearly shows who the better team is. That's true. Uh, and I, I think like I really do think, man, like if the Yankees and Rays can like just the Yankees are different or tend to be a, a different team in October, and and any team really is going to be a different team in October. So you know the Giants could go out and get swept by the Cardinals. Um, you know. The Braves could go and sweep the uh, the Brewers. Like anything is possible once you get to October. So, I, I think I would like to see us beat the Rays. But if we're gonna lose, I'd rather take it to Tampa because I feel like Tampa's probably gonna be the AL champion. I agree. Because I can go to I, I can go to second game on Friday. There you go. <laughs> so if the Red Sox go, it's like man, you're, you're trying to sell a ticket. Yeah. And then nationally wild card. I got the Cardinals or the Dodgers because it's good. The game's yeah, gonna, I, yeah, the game's going to be Scherzer against Wainwright. Oh, this was 2014. I'd be sh- well. I, you <laughs> know what? It's 20, 2021, and I'm still cool with it. So yeah, keep it rocking. So who do you pick? I'm taking the Cardinals, man. Cardinals. They're too hot right now to not uh, to not beat the Dodgers, and they have UFO alum, of course, Harrison Bader, uh, Bill Gators, of course. So I gotta go with the. Gotta go with the cards. Yeah, yeah. Nat Wainwright, man, he had a great season. Coming back for another year, him and Molina probably right out to right on the suns into the sunset together after after next season. I would love to see the Cardinals. It would be all right. So Cardinals and Yankees are who we're watching this week. Wait, what? I said Cardinals and Yankees are who we're watching this week. Yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday. Wait, who we're we watching? Yeah, that's who we're pulling for this week. Oh, that's who we're pulling for. Okay. Okay. And I, I don't work Wednesday either, so I, I'll be good. Even if we do lose Tuesday night, I can just get completely obliterated and just forget all about it. <laughs> that's the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but then you can also do the same thing if they win, too, because then you'll in celebration, though. Hey, that's right. We're going out Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> all righty, man. I think that wraps it up. Yes, sir. That is episode 21 of the Insider Podcast. Thank you for listening, and welcome to October.